Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities. And as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Please have your seats. Can you help me appreciate Papa Blesso one more time? Please have your seats before we continue talking about photons. Hello, what? Filaments. Generation. All right, I'm going to just wait for those who are moving around to sit down, and then we'll get started. I'm sure that uh, the vendors are not yet selling lunch, so you're going to suspend your lunch until they are ready. I remember going to <clears throat> Mampong for Bishop Doug's conference. Say, I'll be there. You know, he would start teaching around 6.30 a.m. And you know when the breakfast would be? 1, 1 p.m. And then lunch was at 5. Anyway, we are not trying to imitate that, but just for perspective. And then lunch would be at 5. And then there was no conversation about dinner. <laughs> There's this one day he started teaching at 6.30 a.m until 5.30 p.m. with two 30-minute breaks. I kid you not. Like 6,000 people all seated, no motion. Ah. That's when I allowed that there is something called the anointing. You know, some people think that anointing is only for miracles, what? That teaching, you just open your mouth and talk. We can give you the microphone. Before you know it, you can even hear people snoring. What a shock. So, help me appreciate Papa Blesso one more time. The impact of discipleship. Discipleship switches on the people to generate power. Rather to... to yeah, to emit light from that. Because if you're born again, your spirit already has the power of God. But maybe your neighbors have no idea. Even your spouse may be still wondering. But, wow. So my theme is the same, generally. Loyalty and disloyalty. I started, what was my first session? Accusation. Opposition. And the progression of rebellion. Accusation, opposition, and the progression of rebellion. That was session one. My second session is rejecting those who cause divisions. And you're going to be so blessed. Now, meanwhile, while we are talking about these things, there are people here who are, going to, who are receiving and are going to receive your miracles. In fact, one of the pastors sent me a message early morning when I was praying 
they had a vision when they were praying last night of this meeting and when I was teaching someone was healed from something very very bad yeah this pastor had the vision and so they sent me the message so don't be there thinking ah, loyalty disloyalty will my miracle come <laughs> yeah you're in the answer amen Thank you, Pastor B3, for leading us again in this uh, camp and for taking the offering powerfully. Yeah, and helping us stay awake. Jude chapter 3. No, Jude verse 3. I was going to say, which Bible is that? With Jude chapter 3. Are you ready? Think you can read? Together, beloved. While I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. Let's start there. I know this section is what? Rejecting. Who called? Yeah. You could say rejecting dividers. You know, in your mathematical set, you had a, a ruler, you had a protractor, a set square, a compass, a divider, and a rubber. Timetable. And the triangle, that's a set square. <laughs> well so okay let me show you something very interesting in this scripture he says uh, what's the first word what's the first word shout out the first word beloved he's writing to born again people he's writing to the saints and he tells them beloved while I was very diligent huh, to write to you concerning our common salvation, I would like all pastors in worship harvest next week, uh -uh, this week, to write a letter to your congregation. Yeah, and send it on the phone. Yeah. So that on Sunday, by Sunday, when you show up for your first Sunday, you have the letters come. You see, when you don't write, eh? it says, I was diligent to write. Writing requires diligence. Undiligent people don't write. But he says, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, beloved, are you here? Are you understanding what I'm saying? Do you understand the word of God? You see, there is revelation in every part of the Bible. Even though I'm talking about 
rejecting those who cause divisions. Again, if you feel attacked, maybe you are the one who causes divisions. But I want to serve you everything. And I want you to see Jude's tone here. He says he was very diligent to keep writing, but then he says, I found it necessary to write about this thing. I found it to write to you, exhorting you, hmm? encouraging you to what? To contend earnestly. Pastor Angela is going to find me synonyms for contend and Pastor Jeremy earnestly. Oh, Pastor Jean. Think about it. I want you to think about it. He's like, Beloved, eh? me, there are things that I write to you the whole time which are nice. Now, let me ask you is ice cream necessary? The right, the right answer is it's not. Is ice cream nice? Okay, who doesn't know ice cream? Okay. Is ice cream nice? Oh, by the way, I send greetings to all the people watching us in Wairaka, Ginger, Iganga, Kayunga, Wales, Mbarara, Arua, Kigali, Nairobi, United Kingdom. Okay. UK. Germany, US, Canada. Uh, where else have we been getting reports from? Australia. Thank you. Middle East and South Africa. Now, ice cream is nice, but it is not necessary, it's not essential. When we're young, and they served lunch. Well, my mother. And you eat. And you want some more food. So they add food. And then you want sauce. But it is finished. Or you have some little left, but they say, uh, you know, you know, when you have trying to get an attitude of me, I have. I've been added food, but I don't have sauce. Then she would say something in Lusoga. Can I tell you the Lusoga thing she would say? As when, when you're hungry, is it sauce that the hunger is accusing you of not having? It is food. Sauce, ice cream is nice, but it is not necessary. Now, Jude, Apostle Jude says, I found it necessary to write to you about something that has contention in it. It's almost as if he's saying, Carl, I wish I could just be telling you only how much Jesus loves you, how you are the righteousness of God in Christ, how by his stripes you are healed. 
how he became poor that he through his poverty might be, become what? Rich. How his the, your peace was taken away the middle wall of partition. How? Give me more. 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 Huh? How he gives sleep to those he loves. What else? How? 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 He became a curse that those who, who believe in may receive may, may receive the blessing which at me you know if you really ask me those are the things I like to preach about like even if you put me down like this and say preach I'll just go 2nd Corinthians 5 17 if anyone is in Christ Jesus Hmm? like how do you call people for a camp and they come in these numbers and then you start saying rebellion uh, what dividers even even if you were the one you would feel like you've invited guests and you tell them come then when they sit katunkuma comes out dodo comes out Jobio comes out. If you don't know Katunkuma Dodo and Jobio, those are very highly regarded items. I don't know, like, how can you call us here? Uh, Beetroot. Mm. Do you know people who take green juice? Like, how can juice be green? eh? Like, juice. Since we were born, it has always been either yellow or towards red. But nowadays, green. <laughs> it's like, you call us here. We come. Then you start. Opposition, accusation. Hey! Fifth column. I'm here also like Jude. I found it necessary. It's it's not nice. It's necessary. It's expedient. Without it, we'll have problems. So he says, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend. What are the synonyms for contention? Confront, grapple, go after, push for, battle, encounter. Now, when you when you're going for fellowship, can you be going for fellowship and the words in your head are fight, battle, confront, and then he says honestly, which is what seriously. Solemnly, gravely, soberly, sincerely, intently, resolutely, firmly, ardently, fervently. Hey. I, I, I found it says right you exhorting you to firmly fight, ardently confront fervently battle 
for the faith which was once for all delivered to saints. And this scripture has been taught in many different ways. But the context is going to show you that this is not a fight against demons. Yeah. You understand we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, spiritual weakness. No. This context, that this is not it. Here, you will see, unless you've never read Jude. This is not a fight against demons. This is fighting people. This is fighting people contending with people who want to derail the faith. Oh, why are you quiet? You don't want to fight people. Yeah, a certain part of the faith involves fighting people. People who want to spoil churches. It's because you're still young in the ministry. And I don't mean young in terms of age, what? No, your level of operation. There is a level at which you fight people. You contend with people. Now, you may not fight them physically. But you sit in one place or you are in one office and you know exactly who you are fighting. Because you know exactly who the devil is using to destroy whatever it is. Why are people looking at me funny like... I, 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 Let me give you an example. You see, you, you are still, you don't know. You, you know, I, I, all the things I'm teaching you, eh, these are the things I used to be so, so, so against. Yeah. But then I had only one congregation of about 200 people. Yeah, these are things I used to be diametrically opposed to. When I would hear certain people preach a certain way and I say, these are exact, these are like the, they work for the devil, they are like the accusers of the brethren. This is not part of my plan, but sample, sample you? Sample you? First Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1. This is just a sample. It's coming up. It is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you and such sexual immorality as is not even named among the Gentiles. That a man has his father's wife with an exclamation. He's writing to the saints at Corinth. Eh? These are not the worldly people. <laughs> These are the church members of the first church of Corinth in Christ. You see, I've told you, when you're young in ministry, you think that everyone means what they say and behaves as the Bible teaches. But when you've been around the block a bit, you start realizing, oh my God, we are a variety. Even such exist. Next verse. 
and you are puffed up. People are not seeing. Who is on the switcher today? And you are puffed up and have not rather mourned that he who has done this deed might be taken away from among you. For I indeed as absent in the body but present in spirit have already judged as though I were. Those who said don't judge me. They are judging you. But I, I felt judged. It is right that you felt judged because you were being judged. I've already judged him who has done this deed. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when you're gathered together along with my spirit, with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ, deliver such a one to Satan. For the destruction of the flesh that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. Is he fighting a spirit? Is this spiritual warfare? He says get the brother and deliver him to, lose, to Satan for destruction of the flesh. This is not garage. If you ended up here, you had the sound and you came. You're welcome. This is a leaders meeting. This is New Dawn Camp. This is for disciples and disciples. Now, have you ever read such a scripture in the Bible? <laughs> and here is contending with what? Uh, fornicators of a certain level. You see, there are levels of operation. Do you see that the Bible tells you husbands love your wives? Is that too hard to understand? Now, the same Bible says if anyone does not hate his wife, he cannot be my disciple. So what should we believe? If anyone does not hate his own family, his own children, his own relatives, his own wife, it is there, it says wife, wife, mother. Hate his father. The Bible says, honor your father and your mother. That's universal principle to everyone. And then he comes and says, if you do not hate your father and mother, you cannot be my disciple. <clears throat> now, to an untrained ear, that seems like a contradiction, but it's not. Everyone is supposed to honor their father and mother, and everyone is supposed to love their wife. But God can call you to a thing where he says this thing that I've called you to eh? you cannot bring your father your mother, your wife in the picture yeah the same Bible which says mourn with those who mourn rejoice with those who rejoice he says 
Let the dead bury their dead. I found it necessary. <clears throat> the less juicer parts of scripture, they become necessary in certain scenarios. <clears throat> Conditions. Where were we? Jude, anyway. So, you understand, eh? to contend honestly for the faith which was once delivered to all the saints, for certain men, now you start seeing the what? The context. For certain men, not certain devils, not certain principalities, not certain spiritual entities, eh? not certain demons. Certain men have crept in unnoticed. Smooth operators. Even you, you wonder how they ended up on your location leadership team, but they are there. <laughs> Certain men have crept in who long ago were marked out for this condemnation. Ungodly men who turned the grace of our God into lewdness and deny the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Their usage of the grace of God is for fulfillment of the flesh. Shall we sin that grace may abound? Instead of the answer being God forbid, they say, perhaps. I'm a grace preacher. I started preaching grace before many of you did, so and I still am. But you can use grace to destroy what you should be building. You can use grace as an excuse to poorly lead the church. But grace is enough. This week, no evangelism, the grace is enough. When the grace is enough, there is evangelism. When the grace is enough, there is discipleship. Do you realize that people use grace negatively? As when I can't do it, when I've botched it, then the grace is enough. No, it's not. No, it's not. Yeah. Actually, here in the middle, it's a bit warm. Over who can figure out how to cool down the room more? can open the the what are they called blinds windows the curtains at the back the windows behind the curtains at maximum uh, thingy nani the doors back there the windows back those ends air conditioning in Jesus name Are you following? Give me the scripture. I, I need to get to release people to lunch quickly. Next verse. But I want to remind you, though you once knew this. Hey, some things are for reminding. Look what he reminds them. Though you once knew this, what does he say? That the Lord 
having saved the people out of the land of Egypt after were destroyed. Those who did not believe. And we were looking at that earlier today. Are you following? This, this one, eh? Don't use this for evangelism. It may not work. Jude is not for evangelism. Mm, this is for fighting people. And it tells you something very interesting. Now, those of you who are Bible students, you know that in Bible typology, Egypt is the world. Israel is the church. Hmm? And the promised land is the land of victory. So, when they say they got out of Egypt, it's like when you get out of the world into to get born again. That's why they crossed the Red Sea, which represents baptism, and there was the cloud of fire and and a shade, which represents the baptism of the Holy Spirit. For those who think it's always the same thing, the cloud didn't find them in Egypt. Are you following? And Israel represents the church. Okay. That's why he says uh, it's him. He's a Jew who is one inwardly. Now, watch this. When you are an Israelite, you didn't need to walk by faith to be an Israelite. They were God's chosen people. If you are a Jew, you are a Jew. That's it. Whether you are a good Jew, a bad Jew, you are a Jew. Whether you are a Korah, you are a Jew. Or Joshua, you are a Jew. So now he tells you that he's reminding you that remember that God saved these people from Egypt. That's the common salvation we all got when we came to Christ. I said, but he did not hesitate to destroy them. Now go and decide what that means eh? for yourself. <laughs> go and decide what that means. I am one who believes firmly that Ananias went to heaven and Sapphira. Why? They were believers. But they were destroyed. They never fulfilled their destiny. What is love? without judgment. There is no love without judgment. There is no love without justice. If you find a man attempting to sexually abuse a young girl, love is not oh, 
Let him do what he wants. Is that love? What is love? Blows. Blood. Beatings. There is no love without justice. If you find a person who is going to destroy 100 people, true love might be the destruction of that person. I think. But let me continue with my little sermon here. And the angels who did not keep their proper domain but left their own abode, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day. He's giving you two examples. One from before earth came, two from common history of Israel, that God in his bid to protect the greater good has not hesitated to set aside some for destruction to preserve the bigger picture. Now, I'm, I'm not here to preach destruction, okay? In case you think I'm not a fan of destruction at all. It's just that the, the things are here and we can't say jump to verse so and so. As Sodom and Gomorrah, are, are there people here still? Yeah. The examples are just coming out. And the cities around them, in a similar manner to these, having given themselves over to sexual immorality, are gone after, after strange flesh, are set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Hey. What an example. He brings out the guys who looks at in the morning. He brings out the, the Lucifer's uh, brigade. He brings out Sodom and Gomorrah. It's like all of these are examples of don't be th- th- there and think that God is all fluffy like a teddy bear. Like a poodle. Yeah. Because you probably think that's what he is like. He's not all fluffy. He has some clothes. The Lion of Judah has uh, yeah, talons. Or is it what? Those ones. When necessary... Yeah, think about it. How has God protected his saints through the ages? He has had to do it through causing other people to have some losses. Because, anyway, let me continue. People here, they don't want my message. Verse 8. 
this is a short one. Short, it's not like the other one where I had too many verses. So, mze, verse, we talk. Verse, we talk. Is that what we are doing? Likewise. Also, these dreamers, these are not demons. These are certain men who have what? Crept in unaware. And he calls them what? Dreamers. They have more to say than what they've done. Oh yes. You haven't met some dreamers. They would... (laughs) The way they talk about their ministry, you think you're talking to Benny Hinn. (laughs) And then you're like, okay, go and start a missional community. What? They can't manage... But in their dreams, they are on TBN. Now, likewise, also these dreamers defile the flesh, reject authority, and speak evil of dignitaries. Give me the Passion Translation. And I may call up other translations anytime now. In the same way, these sensual dreamers corrupt and pollute the natural realm, while on the other hand, they reject the spiritual realms of governmental power and repeatedly scoff at heavenly glories. NLT. And then, uh, what's the other one? Ampsi later. Whichever you have. In the same way, these people who claim authority from their dreams live immoral lives, defy authority, and scoff at supernatural beings. Uh, Nevertheless, in like manner, these dreamers also corrupt the body, scorn and reject authority and government, and revile and libel and scoff at heavenly glories, the glorious ones. Now, give me back NKJV. So these dreamers defile the flesh. Defile the flesh. (sighs) Do you know that the number one reason for people turning away from God in the Western world is not logic. It's not that they've concluded through a lot of reasoning that there is no God. No. It is the desire to sin without conscience. To go around sleeping with people without having to think about that. Someone is going to hold you responsible for all this fornication. That's the number one driver for people pretending that there is no God. Just put them in an environment where mortars are falling and they will be calling on the same God they were pretending doesn't exist. Let there be a shooting in one city and they all start saying pray for XYZ city. I thought, who are you praying for? Two, I thought you said there's no God because you wanted to sleep around, do drugs, and I don't know what. Likewise, these dreamers 
defiled. Be very careful when you want to come out of under authority because your ex has finally broken through to your heart and you really don't know how to go about it. But your, 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 your enzyme, not enzymes, hormones, huh? Your hormones have got the better of you. You really want to go and sleep with the person. But what will you tell the MC leader? Oh, but now you are even the MC leader. What will you tell the location pastor? So what do you do? You start saying, oh, worship others is a bad church. You don't like some of the things that go on there. And now you are taking a break. Now, all my stories are true. Yeah. I wish I was telling you fiction. These are things we have seen. Before you know it, the person is back to living like the devil. In, in 3D. Everything. Solids, liquids, and gases. Everything. How did it start? Oh, yes. Don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. The, let me tell you. Hmm? The flesh. Huh. Oh, it's hectic, man. It's hectic. Yeah, by the time you have a whole city which believes that uh, these people can sleep with these people, this, ah, until God is like, ah, no, 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 no. Fire feed them. Now. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's yeah. Some things, some stories, they should reveal to you the heart of God. Why is it that He doesn't treat the thieves the same way He treated these other ones? I thought it's all sin. Why? Why does He have an extreme reaction to this particular sin? Why does look? There are so many sins in life. Eh? Why does sexual immorality come up in every chapter, almost every book in the Bible? Why is sexual immorality so like, like God, why are you obsessed with sexual immorality? Can you, can't you just let us be? For once, it is personal. Genesis sexual immorality, Exodus sexual immorality, Leviticus sexual immorality, Numbers sexual immorality, Deuteronomy sexual immorality, Joshua, everywhere sexual It's like you, they can't stop. Uh, you would say, okay, Malachi, if we get into where Jesus is, please. Hmm. Matthew, it's like so my, until Revelation. Ask yourself, since it is so personal to us, why is God obsessed with sexual marriage? In a way that he's not obsessed with some of the sins we have even come up with, like drinking. (laughs) (laughs) 
with. You know that's one of the ones we have come up with. Now, of course, drunkenness is bad. It's, it's very clear. It's in the Bible. So don't go drinking because you don't know where we will stop. But, but for sexual marriage, you don't have to say, ah, where does God, you know, let's try and discern his mind on the matter. It's in every book. It's like there is a secret. There is something God knows about sexual immorality and its impact on the spiritual world that he is over-obsessed about it. And it is you are a fool if you don't understand it. Seriously. Which generation has ever had revival while having sexual immorality? Anyway, defile the flesh. What's the next one? Reject authority. Ah. Wow. Reject authority. I don't want you to be my leader. I don't want you to be my MC leader. I don't want you to be my pastor. They refuse to recognize authority. I don't talk to my dad. We, 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 we fell out. My friend. My friend. The, the, you know, you are not even walking on water, you're on air. Because the, the time you, you hit the ground, eh? reject authority. You don't talk to your dad, you fell out. Like, you can't fall out with a person whose level you are not at. It's like you're saying you fell out with President M7. Since when? (laughs) You fell out with President M7. You can only fall out with your friends. Otherwise, I'm guessing you are displaying little, little. Now, yeah. There are people who have no cover on their lives. They are available for the devil to do as he wishes. Yeah. 
Far from you. You shall not reject authority. And speak evil of dignitaries. Now let me hurry up a little bit. I think I'm smelling food. I don't know if that's a good sign. Speak evil of spiritual. You know, just keep quiet. Yeah. Because you don't know why God likes certain people. You don't know why God likes the people you don't like. And you have all good reason not to like them. Yeah. You, you don't like them. But God likes them. How do you know? When they show up, it, and it looks like God has shown up. Yeah? Blind eyes open. Sick people healed. It's like God has shown up. Like, why does God keep hanging out with this fellow? Uh, we, who, me, I don't like. Oh. Oh, dreamer. Just. Mm. Yeah, it used to be an abuse. Sat up. Sat up. Speak evil <laughs> of dignitaries. Ah. I'm trying to figure out how to go past this point quickly. Because people may not understand certain things easily. When you see, he's talking in the context of spiritual dignitaries. People You know, something I forgot to tell you in the morning eh? is that this idea of it's like, it's almost, it's not a principle, but it's almost a spiritual reality. From before earth was created, that every environment of greatness where there's God working, there is always a Judas. You can count on it. You can count on it. Hmm? From heaven. Lucifer. Son of the morning. You, there is a whole line of Luciferian relatives who carry that spirit. Yeah. Oh yes. You saw Korah and his friends. David had Absalom, his own son. And then he had Joab, his commander. That was a hard one. Joab, <laughs> I don't know how David survived. I don't know how he even managed to grow old that they had to keep him warm because only the Lord, the man had problems. Eh? Because his own chief commander, eh? Joab, 
was the biggest inside rebel. He would go fight his battles, but when he's focusing him, so he held him at ransom. It's like, you can't fire me. You know I'm the one who does it for you. So suffer with me. I do what I want. He told him, don't kill Absalom. He killed him. Don't, he killed, who, who, who was the captain of Israel? He killed Amasa. He killed Abner. He, he just messed things up for David. But he was so embedded in the system that they could never fire him. But I want you to know that eternity is different from earth history. Because when David was dying, he told Solomon, do not let that guy die a natural death. Up the end, he was trying to install Adonizer as the king. When David had already made his will clear, it was Solomon to replace him. He was still scheming. David's last instructions Solomon do not let that guy don't let his grey head go to the grave in peace and he was killed in the temple and here is the interesting thing Hmm? when they list David's mighty men the top three the top thirty they don't list Joab's name The one who was the greatest in the ranking was not named. They skipped him. May your name never be skipped. In the records. I pray for you never to be a rebel. Do everything in your power never to be a rebel. Mm. Everything. Look, bend over backwards not to be a rebel because it's a very bad thing in the spirit. Like eh? where were we? Verse nine. Huh? Verse nine. Yet Michael, the archangel, in contending with the devil, when he disputed about the body of Moses, dared not bring against him a reviling accusation, but said, "The Lord rebuke you." Now, this is a very important teaching. Eh? If your neighbor is nodding, not in agreement, but because of other things, keep waking them. Now, I'm trying to hurry up. I am actually, I have enough time to get it done. Now, one of the reasons many Christians are not going to enjoy heaven is the level of order and ranking. First, give me, where is that verse of recognize those who labor among you? 
First Thessalonians 5, 6. First, give me that one. I'm going to come back here and tell you how people are not going to enjoy heaven for some reason. 5.12. And we urge you, brethren, to recognize those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you. To ex- eh? esteem them very highly in love for their sake. Be at peace. I don't have time to explain this to you. It's a whole sermon. But just in English, eh? if someone is over you, you are under them. Eh? <laughs> Those who labor among you and in the church, there are people who are over you. In the Lord, now outside the Lord, they are not over you. If you are a mission or community leader, your zone of pastor is over you. You're not equal to them in the Lord. Whoever is discipling you is over you. If you're an MC member, hardly leader, your MC leader is over you. They may be younger than you. They may be a lady and you were brought up being told that men are supposed to rule women. And now you find yourself in a position where your leader is a woman, but you were told that you are supposed to rule them. <clears throat> I want to advise you right now. They are of over means you are under. Yeah, that's the interesting. Yeah. Do you want to argue with the Bible? Okay. Now let me show you. Let's go back to the other one. Michael, you see, on record. There may be more, but on record, we only know three archangels. On the ones we know. Some other writers have said there are more, and I don't have any reason to doubt them. But the ones we know are from the Bible are three Michael, Gabriel, and Lucifer. Those are the three. Now, Lucifer is the one who messed things up and he was cast down. Now, when Moses died and these people were fighting for his body, when Gabriel, rather, when Michael came and it was Lucifer, he did not rebuke him. He did not rebuke him. He did not confront him. He did not bring an accusation against him. Do you know why? Because before Lucifer was expelled, they were the same rank. There was a ranking problem. So he had to invoke the name of the Lord. Now, you, you find someone of a higher rank. 
And then you say, <laughs> you have your list of accusations. Now, your mother may have told you that you are the most important person in the world and you possess the highest rank. But I want to tell you, she was just being encouraging to you. <laughs> the reality is that you are not. Yeah, you are not, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, oh my God, what a shock. Yeah. You are not at the rank you think you are at. If you were, everyone would tell. Look, it doesn't matter whether it's in the same church or not. Yeah. You have to have the, the wisdom to even know. Look, like uh, Pastor Gary who just recently stepped down from leading Watoto. You think that I am deluded and super drunk and drugged to the extent that I can even ever imagine closely, fatherly or whatever that I might be anywhere near his rank. In the spirit. look at the thing and then you can tell from what we can see this one's rank is there and then this one is here and let's not get confused pastor bishop even though he doesn't use that title pastor robert kayanja do you think that you you you, you can sit there and say yeah, I even I even hear people who just say Kayanja. And you feel like like falling in a nice bucket. An ice bo- box like bang banzi. Eh? Like, do you have any perception of who you are addressing? Can I tell you something? The more carnal you are, the less sensitive you are to the things I'm telling you. Yeah. A carnal person will find Andrew Mac and be like, Hi, Andrew. Yeah. Hmm. Mulimo ranking. Hey, hey, Mulimoji. For you, your makeup is better put on. The mascara is. But I can tell you, it takes. You know, someone like Apostle Grace. Yeah? He's younger than me and is my friend. But when I go to see Apostle Grace, I don't go to see like. 
Oh, he Charlie what? Yeah. Now you can use this information the way you want. You can be stupid and foolish about it. But I'm just telling you a fact. I recognize that this person here, there is something God has put him at which I, I, I deal with a certain way. I just don't be like Charlie now he probably doesn't see it like that it, it is not up to him to see it like that it's up to me kubanga gwe bajja kubuza television eyonga tojirina Bakubuze manifest fellowship ezizonga tozirina Bakubuze abantu ababa bamekabwo Yeah Now that's outside but inside I think inside worship service, you shouldn't be too confused about it, right? Because other things you have to look and say, oh, really? Now, yeah, what? Okay, maybe Lord speak to me. Okay, you have spoken to me. Here we go now. But inside, there is no confusion at all. Everyone knows you are this, this is the one who, who is above you. This is the one who is above the one who is above you. This is the one. Hey. Do you know that... Uh, my daughter, Paula, hmm? she got a job at the Brain Cafe for her holiday. Now, I want to be clear that I did not participate in, in the recruitment or even in suggest. It, I just found out someone has a job. And of course, we have to transport the person to work. But do you know what she does every week? She gets her money. She divides it. Tithe envelope. Savings. I honor you, dad. Even you. No, no, one more. I honor you, mom. Honor envelope from a holiday maker to me. <laughs> because she knows this is not okay. Where were we? Rank. That this Michael could not say Lucifer Vawano. No. You say? Okay. But you, 
That a wet deco. When the data is over, Lord one five zero star hash one. Lekera okwokera biotamani. Next verse. Look at the next verse. But this speak evil of whatever they do not know. And whatever they know naturally, like brute beasts in these things, they corrupt themselves. You know a thing naturally. You know the man naturally. But spiritually, you don't know. So you speak evil of of what you don't know. You convene the meetings to speak evil of what you do not know. Look, it's just in a short time, everyone will know. You see, even Moses, he told the other people, oh, bring your incense. (laughs) Bring. But we are all men of God. Bring your thing. I encourage you, light a fire. There are things I can't even tell you because this thing is on record and online. I can't even tell you. Just collect yourself eh? and humble yourself and wait for God to lift you to where he wants to lift you to. Yeah. You know, there was a man of God I used to complain about. I would never mention them by name, but I knew in my heart who I was complaining about. I had, and he's a very hard person to find, I had to find that person and apologize to him. Yeah. Say, this is the attitude I used to have about you and your ministry. Please forgive me. Look, it's not about you that you agree with what people do. Where you don't agree, eh? because you don't know what you're talking about. You know, the funny thing is that uh, the people who are gifted spiritually are the most deceived in this area. Mm. Spiritually gifted people are the most deceived in the area of spiritual recognition and ranking because they, they imagine that their gifting is a rank. You put a hand like this, people are falling, 
getting healed immediately you say ah sina bikandi kulevo yeri yeah i'm i'm at this level i think i'm i think this is my new level my friend right now god is just having mercy on you yeah he's giving you time to repent there was a young man there is a young man very spiritually gifted who completely didn't understand this thing the amount of destruction they've caused in people's lives eh? every time I see him talking to someone I'm like there goes the next victim like it's real stuff <laughs> it's not even a joke you find your place they speak evil of what they do not know whatever they do naturally like beasts and these things they corrupt themselves war to them for they have gone in the way of Cain have run greedily in the air of Balaam for profit and perished in the rebellion of Korah. Vaster of these are spots in your love feasts. Well, they feast with you without fear, serving only themselves. They are clouds without water, carried about by the winds, late autumn trees without fruit, twice dead, pulled up by the roots. Usually, this is how you tell. The person is a talker, momentum fakers. They are talker, they, they seem to operate in quite a number of powerful spiritual gifts. But when you look for their disciples, and the disciples of their disciples of their disciples, there is nothing. Yeah. This young man I'm telling you, I begged him to start a missional community for forever until I gave up. They can't even start a missional community. But they want to go around like a spiritual demagogue of sorts, causing confusion. And all the people that they have, whatever, they have all somehow fallen back from the church. Many of them, they have lost. So, Jesus said, you will know them by their fruit, not their eloquence, not their gifting. (laughs) I need to finish. I'm watching my clock like a, a hawk. But can you imagine this description? Sports in your lapists, serving only themselves, clouds without water, laid on trees without fruit, twice dead, pulled up by the roots, raging waves of the sea, forming up their own shame, wandering stars for whom is reserved the blackness and darkness forever. These are people.
Now, Enoch the seventh from Adam prophesied about these men, also saying, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousand saints to execute judgment on all, to convict all who are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have committed in the un- ungodly way, and of all the harsh things which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Oh, well, I'm finishing. These are grumblers. Now, you'd think they are going to start with some hectic scene there. Accusation, opposition, progression of rebellion. It always starts with the mouth. Do you know that grumbling can be done without talking to any other person? You can talk to yourself. Then he takes it to the next level. Complainers. Now not only are they talking to themselves, now they've found someone else to talk to. Walking according to their own lusts. And they mouth great swelling words. Flattering people to gain advantage. must finish. Verse 19. These are sensual persons who cause divisions not having the spirit. Sensual persons who cause division, not having the spirit. Romans sixteen seventeen. I urge you, brethren, not those who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you learned, and avoid them. He doesn't say convince them. Revelation 27 to 8. Mark 3.25. You know the verse. And if a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. I'm finishing. Revelation 27 to 8. Now when the thousand years have expired, Satan will be released from his prison and will go out to deceive the nations which are in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle. To gather them together to battle. One of these days, someone may come to you to gather you to battle. Avoid them. Because they will just be preparing you for your own destruction. Look, these things that I teach you, some of us, eh, we have already walked in our foolishness. I'm talking about me. 
and have participated in them previously and we have repented from them and now we urge people saying no 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 yeah maybe you are one of those people who like forwarding things about pastors mistakes this one was trying to walk on water and they drowned and you find it so funny you want your whole extended family classmates primary five whatsapp group to find out about it let me ask you how does that advance the gospel these are the very people you've been trying to preach to they say ah you see we told you you guys are crazy wow may God bless you as you walk in the under why don't we stand together thank you Lord thank you Father for your word to us to guard our hearts against possible both present and future offenses that can cause divisions and that can derail the fruitfulness that you've promised us. Help us align our hearts and our understanding to the end that will serve you worthily. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.